Well, the world's getting heavy and it sticks to my feet. Well practiced in losing and brave in defeat. With no friends in this business, you keep your enemies sweet. And keep one in the chamber for every stranger you meet. I'll take pieces of silver for a head full of rhyme. I'll take a headache and a casket for a life full of time. I'll take a patch of New Mexico and I'll call it mine. And I'll swear never to return to the scene of the crime. Well, the mob's getting angry and the torches are light. Cause they're putting up taxes by a penny tonight. And you can never taste freedom, boys, if you run from a fight. And when the heavens are falling, take a step to the right. So we smoke ourselves skinny and we drink ourselves blind. Self-discovering knocks, but there is nothing to find. And if you're looking for victims, would you keep me in mind? Let us be kissed on the cheek, let us be fucked from behind. There's no need to tread carefully, there's no need to fear. Just talking obscure non specifics and try and look all sincere. Every administration blames the one from last year. So, in consequence, calls there'll be nobody here. So, we sell out our kids for a tank full of gas and a lifetime in plastics for a fistful of cash let the rivers run dry let the economy crash and let the discotheques resound to the requiem mass
time is 24 minutes past eight. It is the 31st of June, 2012. My name is Geraint Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 10 of Errand of Mercy. The big one zero. Double digits. Double digits, boy. This is where we are. One zero. Two digits. Two digits. We are the big one zero. It's the big one, like, and also it gets exponentially harder to reach triple digits as well. That's what I've heard. Well, so, so the next one we're looking at is the big one zero zero. But we, I think we can do it. I, think, I reckon we yeah. can get there. So do you think is is that how it works? Like, if there's an extra zero on it, each extra zero is exponentially harder. Well, yeah, it's a logarithmic increase, isn't it? Every time you add a, a, a digit, it's probably yeah. like a, a curved graph. Well, I'm know. sure XKCD did an incredibly unfunny but vaguely informative comic about it. Anyway, episode 10,000, here we come. Episode 10,000. But for right now, I'll, I'll, set a, I'll, I'll settle for uh, for episode 10. But So yeah, big things happening on the yeah. show. 10 episodes in. Um, last week we talked about some big news that was about to happen. I quit my job. Yes, G I, is now an unemployed man as of today. I, I am I am currently unemployed. It's like, hey, hey, Geraint, you, you quit your job during uh, the deepest depression in, in the last fifty years in Britain. Well, yeah, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I like a challenge. Oh, oh yeah, That's the way it works. Um, I think I, I mean I have briefly mentioned that I worked in kind of an evil job. Like it was like something that didn't sit really right with me, and I was having a I was having a difficult time. And I you just... were essentially a financial necromancer. Yeah, pretty much. I, I so. Want... I, I mean, as I say to people, I was a debt collector, which was hard enough for me to deal with. But and then I was like, no, it's cool. I only collect debts from uh, people who've died. That, that was my job. Um, that was my job. And now it isn't my job. Now it isn't your job anymore, which is cool. You it don't. <laughs> Do, did they make you wear a robe while you were working in that call center? I imagine that. Yeah, no, there, there was a robe. And when I left for the day, like smoke descended on the office floor as we all left. <laughs> and like there was sort of deep sinister chanting in the background as we as we walked out of the office like big, the, big on uh, ceremony you know big on tradition which you know it's, a, it's, it's good I, it's good i like it when a job's big on tradition but you know we, it just wasn't for me we, we, we're big on tradition here we're big on tradition and sacrificing interns to the elder gods i read a book recently actually which made me think of your job uh called resume with monsters have you heard of it um, no, I, I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't actually belong to me. I borrowed it off my girlfriend, but I might get her to lend it to you. It's a book about a guy who works as an office temp, but the company he works for is ran by Cthulhu. Well, I mean, to be, like, to be fair, like everyone I worked with was legitimately lovely. Like I, I worked with a great bunch of people. And I'm kind of sad to see, like, see not see them, but at the other the other hand, I'm really happy that I don't go into the job. I I couldn't stand tomorrow. So yeah. that's nice. That's good. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm now sort of looking forward to the future. I don't know where I'm going. You know, really, I've got some ideas. I'm, you know, some things I might want to do. But you know, until until then. What's keeping me, you know, I'm just, you know, keeping on the show, you know, keeping on with my life. Um, yeah, good one, idea. One glimpse into the future, though, um, the Metro this week, 
taking a glimpse and what the what my future might hold which which is good okay um, they had a, they had an article which is actually kind of like it was kind of interesting because it was about like it was about the olympics and it's how we're kind of observing the olympics now with the twitters and the red buttons and so forth yeah. and comparing it to last london olympics in 1948 and like and it was talking about like the way radio worked and sort of like the different cultural aspects and it's actually yeah. kind of interesting um but then they then they asked, having looked at the past, they asked, so what about the future Olympics? Futurist, Dr. Ian Peer- Pearson from Futurizing. This guy's fe- been cropping up all over the place. I've been talking about his, the future, yeah. He was on the he was on that crazy episode Horizon a couple of weeks ago about there's like this theory that, that we may be the first generation that is truly immortal. Did um, you hear about this? No, I didn't because I don't watch Horizon because it's it's like hogwash. Yeah, well, essentially, essentially, there's a theory that that because of advances in healthcare, uh, by the time we reach a hundred, there'll be there'll be systems that will be in place that can keep us alive till we're 150, and then by the time we so hit 150, yeah, yeah, so like much, much like how we're now on episode 10, and we'll yeah. just keep going. Essentially, we like we might eight. live forever. Because and just keep making this show. I keep like making podcasts until we're essentially just two consciousnesses suspended on the internet talking about like, man, do you hear about that that crazy thing that happened on cyber Russian news today? Yeah, do you hear about what happened in space Russia? Space Russia. <laughs> cyber goat man's been on the prowl again, freaking people out. Cyber goat man sneaking around with all the cyber goat herds. What a freak. What a freaky, what a freaky robot freak. But yeah, do you want to hear what he in person, his totally reasonable things about the future, which is totally going to happen. Okay, let's hear about this. He's a futurist, which is definitely a real thing. Totally a real job. By the 2024 Olympics, it'll be fairly common to use active contact lenses with lasers writing images straight onto your retinas, he said. (laughs) It will be fully immersive and almost feel like you're there. So yeah, lasers. We'll be watching the Olympics through lasers shooting, like our contact lenses will be shooting lasers into our eyes. See... I like that. So this guy's talking bullshit, and he's got a yeah. bullshit job, and that's fine. We we all accept that. But I have a like. I've started to get a genuine fear of the future recently. Right. Not not like the near future. I was talking to a friend recently about how we may all live to be two hundred, but by that point, you won't just be old. You'll be like so old because because of how quick technology is starting to move. And how quick everything's advancing. Like I'll be I'll be like 160 and I'll be wanting to play on my Xbox and kids will be like, What are you doing, granddad? What are you plugging that into a screen? You don't have the chip? Well, they no, haven't given no, you the what, chip yet, granddad? What'd be even worse is you'll be like wanting to play on your laser shooting contact lenses and the kids will be like, Whoa, that's really old fashioned. Who uses laser contact lenses anymore? Do you want to hear what other stuff Ian Pearson had to say? Yeah. Dr. Pearson predicts that things will get even more high tech after that, which is an incredible <laughs> prediction. Wow. But, wow. <laughs> yeah. By the 2028 Olympics, he foresees sports fans using some kind of skin technology to connect their nervous system so that they feel the excitement of the games throughout their body. So <laughs> by 2028, we'll all be getting crazy, amazing orgasms from the Olympics, basically, is what he's saying. <laughs> 
That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't understand how, no matter how much, like, I kind of think that most of the Olympics is quite boring. No matter how much skin technology plug into me, it's not like I'm going to be sat in my chair like, oh, the hurdles, the hurdles. It's ridiculous. But- by the 2050 games, competitors may include the offspring of genetically enhanced parents, and some drugs and implants could even become accepted in different sports. That's actually plausible. I can see yeah, that. That's I can see, see it's watching. But we already have you. that. We we already well, yeah. essentially have that. Yeah, the, like that 16-year-old girl the... in the Chinese Olympic team who's the fastest swimmer in the universe because yeah. she's been bred and, like, drug fueled to be the greatest swimmer who's ever lived. You she's know, a that's... terrifying half-fish merwoman from China. <laughs> is, is, that, that's what the commentators this, but... called her. That's what the commentators called her. That's not, 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 not my <laughs> words. Really? <laughs> not my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got fired. You right. probably weren't here for them. <laughs> that's probably why you didn't hear about it. Yeah. By 2076, um, we'll have full links between it and our brains, living the events as if we were athletes ourselves. Total recall style. Oh, like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's this guy's full-time job. That's his job. He just makes shit up about the future. This guy has a doctorate in making bullshit up. It's ridiculous. It really is. It's awesome. Uh, like it's not awesome. I want that guy's job. Yeah, but yeah, so do no, I. But actually, I wouldn't want that guy's job because I'd feel disgusted with myself. Every time you looked in a mirror, you'd be like, you'd be like, ah, oh, I like, I feel disgusted. I can't even look at myself in the mirror. But I'm then you'd be like, turn my laser contacts on instead. <laughs> yeah, like plug my skin in. <laughs> what kind of a like? That would be horrible. That would be like really, really horrible. Yeah, I don't want my body to feel like how an Olympic because like they've like trained themselves, whereas I'm incredibly unhealthy. I'm fairly yeah. sure plugging my skin into like <laughs> Usain Bolt's <laughs> would make my heart explode. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. another Michael Crichton novel. novel. Yeah. In the Science works already. Science got a rye. I yeah, I I really, really, really don't want that to happen. I really don't want that to happen. But we already have augmented athletes. That's already a thing. Yeah. I don't really watch the Olympics, but do we call it the Paralympics still? What's the, para- the... Paralympics for when? Yeah, when they, like... do we are we allowed to call it the Paralympics still? That, that's what it's officially called. Yeah. Okay, the Paralympics. That's my jam. The Paralympics is amazing. And I'm pretty sure that we're now getting to a point where the reason that the Paralympics and the Olympics are kept separate is is like people with non-robot legs are going to get like absolutely caned because... I mean, not yet. I think at the moment, like, normal runners are still faster than guys with robot legs. But yeah, no, I, I agree. In the future, cyborg sports are going to be where it's at. We cannot be that far off, though, because... Those, those, the crazy Springbok legs, yeah, with the, with the recurved kind of metal parts. They look like those guys move quick in twenty years' time. I reckon in twenty years' time, so four or five Olympic Games' time. I reckon they're going to be faster than than athletes with normal legs. I mean, I, I think I've spoken to you about this before. Like, I mean, you, you've seen the kid who's got the robotic hand, like the fully robotic hand. Like, yeah. He doesn't have, he's, he lost his hand, like, at the wrist. And, like, somehow he's now got a, like, awesome robotic hand. And, like, he can spin his hand 360 degrees. 
Wow. Right? So he's already better than me. So that me. makes him better than you. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what also, like, basically, what I want to know is can you give him, like, a hand which he can, like, turn it into tools and stuff? Like, some, <laughs> that's what you want is to he, Can he basically inspect a gadget, is what I'm saying. What I want to know is, I want to know if that kid's going to enter Evo 2013, the big Street Fighter tournament. Because that robotic hand is going to give you some advantages. Oh, what, You're like pressing to... buttons? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. every single competitive esport in the world, he would just win at with his amazing robo hand. Yeah. I mean, that that's definitely one thing he could do. He could also do something more worthwhile. And All right. Some, don't, something look, don't be a dick. Like, I don't know. You, uh, know. you you people with your, with your normal sports. <laughs> yeah. I would I, rather go to a bar and watch StarCraft 2 than I would the Olympics. Have you not been watching the Olympics? Or? I've been avoiding it. Well, I like, I actually sat myself down to to enjoy a bit of the Olympics, and the pre the the pre kind of opening ceremony. Yeah, I mean the opening ceremony was just like the craziest. But, like I was, but, but I was, who was on? But but gee, who was on the pre opening ceremony? Who was the warm up act for the entire Olympics? Um, I I mean I did I kind of like I. I kind of went into a bar and it was already on, so I don't know. Like, who was it? It's Frank Turner. Oh, you love Frank Turner. I freaking you? love Frank Turner, and I had a little cry. <laughs> I genuinely did because last time I saw Frank Turner live was at the Manchester Academy, like four years ago, and that was the biggest gig he had ever done. And now he's playing at Wembley Stadium at the Olympics, That's and I was kind like. Of cool. This is amazing. I'm all of a sudden fully on board for the Olympics. And then the actual opening ceremony started and I was like, nope, no, <laughs> yeah, like, the, the, thank you. The actual opening ceremony was like incredibly like whack. It was, it was essentially like from what I was paying attention to. It was just basically, do you remember those shows? It was like, remember the 70s. That was basically <laughs> yeah. what it was. And we were watching it and like um, I was there with my flatmate um, we're in this we're in order um on like oxford road and they were having like they were playing sort of like 80s disco like stuff and like early 80s like electronica and like stuff stuff like that you know yeah and it synced perfectly with what was going on screen i don't know what actual music they had at the ceremony did it but, like, feel like you were kind of in the future 80s yeah pretty much watching, like that weird terrifying spectacle they did the whole kind of pseudo Victorian everybody like Pride and Prejudice bit, and then there was like the symbolic industrial revolution where they tore it all up. And as soon as that started, I was like, "This is just pure nightmare fuel. I can't deal with it." And but, had to but, turn it off and go and do something else. But we were like watching it, and it was like they had this sort of like lame eighties music playing in the bar, um, like lame awesome eighties music playing in the bar, um, and um, like this ceremony going on. And my flatmate was like, like they're they're gonna have like they're gonna have a rap breakdown now. And I was like, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna the music's gonna break down, and then they're gonna have a rap come on. And literally a fat second, Dizzy Rascal came on. No way. Oh, which I was down with because I do. Really, I, like, I quite like, like Dizzy every, Rascal, but uh, it shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think as we said, like every, everyone in Britain loves Dizzy Rascal because like he's. I mean, I think he's basically modern Britain personified. And he's I think really I think the thing I really like about Dizzy Rascal is he's genuinely a nice guy, but like he gets asked loads of questions on current affairs because he's like because the all of these of like 
because yeah, like the, like the London riots, like Sky News had him essentially trapped in a news studio with a bunch of Sky News people, and they were asking him loads of really complex, like kind of socio political questions, and he's like, I I don't know. Watching Dizzy Rascal try and give politicians answers to hide the fact that he doesn't know or care about what they're talking about was probably one of the funniest moments of my life. Yeah. Are you pouring wine? How did you guess? I heard, I heard it in the background. I like how you off. knew it was wine. I was like, you're pouring wine. I'm, I'm well, I can tell by the sound. Is it, is it red? It is red wine. It sounds like red wine. Yeah. It sounds like red wine. Also, you don't drink white wine. You're a man. That's true. I do rarely drink white wine. Yeah. If I'm eating fish, I'll probably drink oh, white wine. Why don't you just go read the fucking Independent? Jeez. <laughs> Dude, I read The Guardian, you know. <laughs> oh, you, uh, you, you no. That's worse. That's so much worse. <laughs> Ruined all of our... You're ruining our credibility with the kids, man. I don't like The Observer, though. I like The Guardian. Don't like... Don't, I mean... Stu- <laughs> You're starting to sound like the man, G. I've, I've, dude, I've always been the man. I drink red wine and talk like I should be living about 50 years ago. <laughs> You're totally the man. Oh, oh, Basically, I've, I've always been the man. If if Teenage Simon could see me now, if Teenage Anarchist Simon could see me now, like doing a <laughs> podcast with the man. Yeah, he'd love it. Cause, I'm not like, sure if he'd be pleased. He'd be down with me, I bet. I, don't, I, just, I just I just talked to him about the specials. It'd be fine. Well, I was <laughs> I was I was a two tone mod for like a summer. In fact, this this kind of segues quite nicely into one of the things I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I went into town. I left the house this. Whoa! Week. So that's a that's a achievement. Start. Yeah. yeah, for me, because usually the moment I if like I go to work, but if I go to any population center. I get like kind of overtaken by this overwhelming sense of dread and fear, just that I might have to deal with the world at large as it is today. Not just the world at large, Britain on its own is is kind of terrifying yeah, enough. No, to yeah, me. I mean, I think you definitely need something to support you, like our show, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I went, I went into town because I need to pick up some. Here's, here's, here's a good reason to leave the house. I left the house to go into town because I need to buy some bits and pieces for a steampunk sky pirate costume that I'm working on. I think I think this has been mentioned on the show before. Um, Possibly. It is now finished. Um, congratulations. Uh, yeah, well done. <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess well done. <laughs> well done on that, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so I went into town reluctantly and I saw a lot of things. Essentially Teen fashion has has somewhat left me behind. Well, I say I say left me behind. I like essentially I haven't been a teenager for a while, yeah. and while I've been away from being a teenager and been hiding away from society as much as I can. I mean, yeah. I went to university for a while. That did it. That did it for a while. Just yeah. living inside the student kind of micro world. That was good. But now I go out into the world and I realise that I'm definitely not a teenager anymore. Because there's some, there is some crazy fashion going on at the moment, man. But what are teens up to, Simon? Well, I think it must be summertime. Everybody's often yeah. popping with their latest fashion. Yeah, it's been sunny occasionally recently. This week, yeah, this week's been reasonably sunny. It's been reasonably sunny in Nottingham. I was in town for all of an hour and a half because, you know, trying to limit the amount of time I spend outside of my house as much as possible yeah. because... 
because society is a terrible. You don't want to deal with the world. We understand. Well, yeah. No, I don't know why anybody would want to. So I'm I'm outside, and and here are the things I see. So I I actually noted down on my hand and then transcribed onto a piece of paper. So I'm I'm wandering around. How's wandering this for around, a pic- How's watching, this for an image? Wandering like, around, staring at teenagers, writing shit on your hand. Okay, yeah, cool. That, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's totally cool. And yeah. the reason I'm in town is because I need to get some costume supplies for my steampunk sky pirate outfit. Things are going well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've got your shit down, man. I've I've got it together. Everything's going really well. So, so here are the things I saw. I saw goths. I saw cyber goths. I saw new ravers. I saw steampunkers. I saw actual punks. I saw scene kids, and then I saw a number of things which I believe deserve more kind of sort of new to science. Yeah, I think. Well, they're they're like. A number of them were confusing to me, but I felt like I could classify them based on the things I've seen on the internet. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised there are people like walking around in the streets, like of a sort of Midlands town, dressed as steampunks. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, because there is there, there's quite a lot of effort goes into their looking like dickheads. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you 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 watch your tongue, young man. <laughs> How about, you, how about you be the man for a bit? Yeah, but like I mean, be, be polite, Simon. I mean, you're you're kind of you're gonna kind of you're creating your steampunk outfit to go to a nerd festival, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not when you're walking around town doing your shopping. Yeah, that's okay. the thing. That is the line I draw, and I think that's I think that that is the the thing that separates me from a lot of people from from my sex of society. In that I do that thing behind closed doors. Yeah, like, like m- a, much like meth. Yeah, Being kind of like meth. Sometimes. I make it a sometimes thing. These people live it; they love it. So the the things that I think I I saw that deserve a little bit more close attention. I saw what I can only describe. I mean, I wrote it down and I've transcribed it, and it's very difficult for me to understand rereading it now. Um, the phrase I wrote was "glam rock street gang." That sounds awesome. So essentially, it's like it was. A- it's like a gang of David Bowie's. No, yeah, or- yeah. About seven teens, older yeah. teens, I'd say 17 to 19, all kind of wearing crazy, like bright colours, kind of like New Wave, but they all had massive hair. There was a lot of kind of weird coloured leopard print going on, wearing like bandanas, but in pockets. And it was it was all very odd. They looked like if if... A street gang had a ringleader who was also Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. That would be what they look like. That's it, awesome. Yeah, and I kept on running into them. Like They just happened to be kind of wandering around town in a similar route to the one I was taking. I kept on like running into them. I was like, oh, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble here. I don't know what they're going to do. They're probably not going to stab what me. What music are they listening to? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where that looks come from, but it's, but it's, it's happening. That- and there's... There's I mean, like seven of them at least. There's at least seven of them. Yeah. That that's cool. I like that. I I am I'm kind of yeah. No, I like that. Okay, so that and that's one street gang you've got in the roaming around Nottingham. Yeah, I, another street gang I saw like similarly bright coloured. I've written down here Louis kids. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have a well, we have a mutual friend. I don't. I haven't seen her in a long time. I haven't uh, seen her in a little while. Yeah. Her name is Louie. She has quite a defined sense of style. 
which I think we can both agree is yeah. is, is eccentric but enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. And and it looks like a number of teenagers in Nottingham are biting her style a bit. <laughs> I don't know if they've seen it on the internet, but there's a lot of like a combination of of pseudo gothic massive jeans combined with brightly colored slogan t-shirts quite quite heavily dyed hair and accessories that are quite incongruous with that look like goggles and wearing dog dog collars but, around I mean their I mean I mean this is a question I do need to bring up um because because of the you know the sort of positions of our friends Louis were they furries I don't think they were this is the thing like I I wasn't getting furry vibes with them because you would expect... No, none of them had tails. Like, no, there was no tails, tails or ears. I don't think we're dealing with raccoon kids, as okay. I believe the, um, the, is that, the... Is that the terminology? Well, that's what CNN called them. Oh, um, right, okay. No, okay. Well, they're, they're probably right. I think... Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think... They confused Ted, Ted me. Turner's definitely the one who decides what these things are called. Yeah, so yeah, Ted Turner called... is Ted Turner should be should be the arbiter of um, of teen teen kind teen of fashion. fashion naming. So you don't think these are raccoon kids? No, but I don't I don't know what they were doing. But it was literally like I'm like oh that's just that's just Louis. But <laughs> but they've but... copy pasted her a number of times, and some of them are men. <laughs> so Louis, if you're out there. And if you're listening, there's there's some kids in Nottingham stealing your style. You should probably, I don't know, come down here and beat them up. The third thing that I saw, I like most of these, most of these fashion things. I like goths. I like I like goths in summer. I think that's a big step. I think yeah, I've got no, to respect I mean, you for that. Yeah, because like go- go- gothic happens definitely in sort of dark areas. Yeah, like not too dark. Um, I think as as the. Uh, as the webcomic Aikwood once put it, like hanging out in a graveyard, but you can't work out how to turn the date stamp on your on your camera off, so it does say seven p.m. on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's 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 the that's the witching hour. The witching hour of for teenagers, seven p.m. Because it's because usually it's reasonably dark, but it's also inside curfew, and that's yes. what's important. Seven p.m. Um, in a slightly damp graveyard. Yeah, but 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 we're talking like kind of half past two on a sunny day in a square in Nottingham. Good work, guys. Good Good work, yeah. You must be quite uncomfortably warm, but good work. Good work. Um, we got cyber goths. You stink anyway, so yeah, you know, yeah, 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 it's fine. We got cyber goths. I'm, I'm down with them. They're cool. I'm, I'm not, but you know, carry on. I quite like them. They bring a, a dash of color. The glam rock street gang. I don't know what that is. I really so like down it. With that, yeah. New rave. They, they also look like they're having a great time. But, but, I mean, new rave, really. I don't I'm, like New Rave. No, because I was like, going to say, like, New Rave, I thought that ended, like, when... I mean, that was when we were teenagers. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. listening to Hadouken and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those kids are still are still going strong. There's still a lot fair of... Enough. All right. Yeah, well, yeah they're still, they're still I think, doing that. I think they should join the glam rock gang. I think that's... They should. They should. They should. The glam rock gang, sh- gang should roll through the, the steampunkers... The really, scene kids and really the new want to rave know kids. What music they're listening to. That's what's really bothering me. Yeah, like because I can't. I mean, I. I can't see I kids can't. Lis- listening to Captain Beefheart. And well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, are they just listening to like music from the seventies, or is there like a modern musical trend that we're just so totally so? Oh, uh, maybe it's Steel Panther. Steel Panther are like a piss take glam rock group that have horrifically offensive lyrics, but their music has a weird level of craft to it. So it so it sounds like all hair metal. 
they they magically managed to make their music sound like simultaneously all hair metal. Maybe some maybe some teens have kind of seen that, and a, there's a bit of a, a hair metal glam rock revival going on. Maybe that's what's happening. Uh, I, like I hope so because because good work if there is steampunk. That's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, but yeah, all right, whatever. I quite like that. It's a like thing, but. General punks, that's never really gone away, has it? It's never, that's, it's never they're not gone going away. anywhere. It'll go away, Punk yeah. will never die. The Louis kids, confusing, but still kind of down. Yeah. Uh, seeing kids, they're they're just gonna they're gonna be around. All of that stuff is kind of acceptable, or or I really like it. The 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 last thing on my list, I have called leotards and jackets. Have you seen this? You seen this going on? I, I, this is a look I have seen. Yes. How do, how do you feel about it? It's, it's not a good look. <laughs> it's not a good look. Girls, you Girl. look like low rent prostitutes. Well, I mean, I think that's what they. I think it's essentially what's happened is that American apparel adverts have just become so ingrained in our society that the people that girls have started actually just wearing leotards about instead of just an american apparel advert like you're like like generally it's an outfit which can't be made of more than two pieces of clothing it's like like a dance leotard and then a denim half jacket and that 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 look there's not much variation on the theme most of these most of these weird kind of teenage fashion sects there's there's a lot of variation on the themes. People are working yeah. things out, make, make yeah, like, I, unique, I, I, working I bet, with what they've got to make it I, unique. I bet, yeah, I bet the glam, the, the glam like gang all had different like color hair and oh, like yeah. different like shoes on and like yeah. crazy different colors of jackets and yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 I bet it was good. But yeah, yeah. no, yeah, like the the leotard and jacket look. They're literally it's just like a unique a one color leotard and a jacket, and it's yeah. Like yeah, sort of like dance shoes, kind of. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you look like you've just you look like you've just come out of a dance studio, but but you also look like you suck cocks for cash. Yeah, so, I, mean, I they either look like um, prostitutes in eighties films or the people who are saving the rec center in eighties films. Yeah, and but through dance. Yeah, yeah, through <laughs> through the power of dance. Prostitution. Dance or prostitution. So. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense to me. It's really weird. I don't know, unless you're just trying to piss your dad off, like no daughter of mine is going out dressed like that. I well, think that's that, probably part of it. <laughs> I think that also, though, a lot of dads would say that about a lot of these trends. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I if my daughter was in the glam gang, I'd be down with it. I'd be like, yeah. well, at least she's not listening to Justin Bieber. That is true. Yeah. But, but Steel Panther have some pretty horrific lyrics as well. They're as much of a moral threat as Justin Bieber. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna play you some stuff of theirs after the show. You will understand. Fair enough. You know, um, there's been a, Iran's developing a nuclear bomb. I mean, well, allegedly developing nuclear bomb. Don't, don't but, say that too loud because they'll just drop it. Well, yeah, probably, but you know they are. There's been a cyber warfare going on. Like is Israel and the US have been like bombarding them with viruses um there's an innovative new virus Man, i like that this is like tom clancy shit that's I mean, actually it, happening it's well, 2012 and you, tom clancy future war is actually happening you, you say that um iran's nuclear facilities were struck by a computer worm that play acdc's hit song thunderstruck repeatedly and at maximum volume <laughs> was it possibly made by stark industries <laughs> 
that's oh, definitely that's best. definitely the kind of thing that Tony Stark would just do. Like, well, I, I mean, I like it because it's it, essentially it's telling us that cyber warfare isn't like some Tom Clancy novel. What it's like is a bunch of nerds dicking other people over <laughs> on the internet by forcing their computers to play Thunderstruck at somebody's general approach. general somebody's hacked our, our nuclear weapon silos <laughs> have they launched the nukes oh god don't tell me they've launched the nukes no just the uh, the computers won't stop playing Thunderstruck oh that's not too bad crazy it's, kids I mean it's it's literally like a plot line out of fucking American Dad or something it is yeah kind of we'll, we'll, we'll bring them freedom through the power of ACDC <laughs> It's a good, it's a it's a good show, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like that's essentially what's that's Iran today, where all you can hear blasting out of every science facility is ACDC. That does just sound like a scene from the new Iron Man film. <laughs> I mean, the other thing I do want to mention is that the newspaper I got it from is a as a paper in um, India um, called the Hindustan Times. <laughs> and I, I can't, the Hindustan Times. The Hindustan Times, which I didn't. Like, I mean, I, I've I, I've read like the Times of India before, but like apparently there's a newspaper that's still called the Hindustan Times. Like, kind of, I like that they're rocking the sort of 19th century racist names that like the newspaper yeah, was given. That it sounds was like the kind of newspaper in India that Bill O'Reilly thinks exists, but doesn't <laughs> really exist. You know what I mean? Oh, right, yeah, no, I see what you mean there. But, like, no, like, Hindustan was what, like, India was called in, like, racist maps of, like, the 1900s. Really? Yeah. Like, back when, back when, like, Zimbabwe was still called Rhodesia and stuff like that. Like, literally, yeah. Like, if you see a map from, like, 1890 or something, it'll probably label India as Hindustan. And wow. it'll maybe, like, guys will be talking about, like, oh, you heard the latest news from Hindustan. Well, yes, I have, from the colonies. I have the Hindustan Times right here. So I kind of, I like that they've kind of, kind of taken that on and like, and it's like, kind of post-colonial. I quite like it. Yeah, it's, 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 I like that they're using that, but yeah. And, and they're telling me that Iran's being hammered by ACDC. That's, that's great. So, so I think, thank you hackers, because you could like <laughs> genuinely you could if you can get into the systems that deep and get all the computers to play to play acdc you could probably get all the computers to launch the nukes yeah so i guess thank you for being good human beings anonymous hackers but it's like, do you remember there was like that thing where like like back in sort of when the internet was new like people would send me send you emails and you'd open that you're an attachment it'd be a thing that would make your like cd drive open yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially that level of being a dick to people, isn't it? <laughs> like, like it's just reminding, like keeping you aware that at any point we could fuck you over. But today, <laughs> today we choose to play ACDC. Maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow mushroom clouds. Yeah. But today, ACDC. Today we don't need to worry about nuclear war. Um, there is something I do want to know if we have to worry about. It's kind of a warning for us, me and the listeners, and you know, it's something I think you could help with. Okay. Uh, do I have to be worried about Ebola? Oh, this is because where's, this, where's like, this sweeping through now? I saw it on the news. Uganda, today. like loads of yeah. people in Uganda have Ebola, and like everyone's dying. And I remember when Ebola was like a new thing, and like people were melting in Africa, and yeah. we were like freaking out because there's no cure or something. Do I have to be worried about getting Ebola? Well, the thing about Ebola is it's one of those diseases that is so virulent 
and so damaging to the host is they te- it like Ebola outbreaks tend to burn themselves out quite quickly uh, because of the kind of massive incidents of right. So so everyone of, of will fatality and it will never get to me. Hopefully not. Like because the problem with Ebola is it like it makes you shit blood and blood comes out of every orifice of your body. Well, yeah, basically you melt, right? Yeah, yes. from the inside. You're not getting on a plane if that's what you're you're doing, are you? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I'm good. What you do need to worry about is Toxoplasma gondii. Well, I mean, I knew I had to worry about that because, and that's why I hate cats. Well, I like cats. One of the several reasons I dislike cats <laughs> because because they're the primary host for a parasite that has eighty percent prevalence throughout the world. Yeah. You do realize you probably already got it, don't you? No. Nope. No, I don't. Nope, nope. Not dealing with that right now. So, <laughs> no. yeah, the thing about Ebola is it's it probably won't get here because it messes you up way too quickly. What you've got to worry about is the more insidious diseases, the ones that all like have have long incubation times. But if one guy who's come to the Olympics has Ebola, is everyone in London dead? No, it's not that kind of disease. Okay, cool. No, it's not like there aren't really. The thing is, like, there aren't really any diseases like that. That 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 have like the kind of the Resident Evil style or what was that movie that that I hated? They don't have recently? they don't have the Michael Crichton level of no, science. No, they, they don't. No, uh, what was that movie? I hated it, and it was out recently, and it had Jude oh, Law playing um, a stupid Australian in it. Oh, uh, uh, pandemic or something? Yeah, no. was Contagion. It? Contagion. That's yeah. It, yeah. That was a stupid movie. I didn't see it because it looked like a stupid yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, that, um, the, yeah. That, yeah, basic... Well, no, I'm not even going to get... If you want to find out how much that movie pissed me off as a microbiologist, read my blog. There's a little plug. I'm not going to go into it now. Um, um, can, can, I, can I just actually... We should sort of plug also as well, as usual. The, follow us on Facebook. Well, yeah. like us on Facebook, whatever. Um, which is facebook.com forward slash Errand of Mercy. Yeah. It's all one word, Errand of Mercy. Yeah. Um, tell a friend, subscribe to the show, like just yeah. tell people, like please, please. Oh God, she doesn't have a job anymore. I don't have. This is. Li- I'm being supported by a free podcast here, people. Essentially, so this is like <laughs> this your is internet version of holding up a piece of cardboard yeah. with will will tell entertaining anecdotes about Iran for money, but for free. <laughs> for for free, will tell entertaining anecdotes about Iran for free it's yeah. probably the best deal you'll get from a um from a tramp for uh for a while so yeah like tell a friend so that we end up having like thousands of listeners and then get a sponsor and i never have to work again that would be great be cool do, do that do yeah that. yeah think do. of the think of the g somebody please think of the g think of me please <laughs> please how will i afford wine <laughs> <laughs> this this poor guardian reader just just five pounds a month will help this poor Guardian reader afford more red wine. Six pounds, preferably. That's how much a bottle of Cassia okay. del Diablo cost at Morrison's this week. You disgust me. <laughs> you know what I drink? I drink craft beer because I'm a punk. Cassia del Diablo is nice. Yeah, but I drink Brewdog because I'm a punk. I'm against the system, man. I can't stand. Like, yeah. I'm- 
Brew yeah, dogs yeah, yeah. Fuck delicious, off. but I hate the like little slogans. Kind of like, yeah, well, you've probably it's never bit heard of a punts, man. Like, I, I literally hate the guys who make it so much, but I do like their beer. The shit. They they do like nice 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 beer. Don't really like your hipster attitude. It's post punk, man. You probably haven't heard it. Just tell me how to make your beer, and then someone who isn't a dick can make your beer. Well, jury's out on that. You do well, read the Guardian. That's true. I, to be fair, like I think I probably am kind of a dick. Well, I think everybody is. Like we're on the internet, we're doing a podcast. I think you've got kind of got to be a bit of a dick about that. Do you know the, who else is a dick? Who else is a dick? And Kim Jong Un. Oh, we'd like you're the, calling Kim Jong Un a, a dick. Yeah, what's he gonna do about it? Yeah. Nuke me? Well, maybe. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> I don't think that the, I don't think that the straw that breaks the camel's back on like on North Korea's nukes will be some guy calling Kim Jong Un a dick on the internet. But you never know. It could be. <laughs> but you, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about his mysterious woman and this mysterious woman hanging out with him, and they were like, "No, oh, yeah. no shut up!" And then like people like. No, that woman's like, she's a singer. Um, we're pretty sure she's married and got kids. And it was like, oh. is Kim Jong-un having an affair with a married woman with children? And just and and just like kind of being really blatant about it because he yeah. knows that nobody can talk about it. Um, and, but then they kind of essentially like <laughs> the, the North Korean government finally released a press release. It's like, yes, this is the woman he's been spending a lot of time with. And yes, she is married. Because she's married to Kim Jong-un and has been for several years and her kids are also his kids. But are are they actually? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they actually are. Like, so, I Because think... that just sounds like Kim Jong-un has just been like, just walked into somebody's house and be like, a nice family. It's my family now. But, but no, shut up. No, my I, I family think, now. I think what's actually happened is that they have been married for a while and just like like North Korea's mental, so they haven't told anyone That's about it. Amazing. <laughs> and then it's like, why who's this woman he he's this married woman he's hanging out with? It is a married woman because he's because married to her and has been for a while now. <laughs> because the phone calls were coming from inside the house. Uh... How like Wow, like great information control, North Korea. I don't think any other country in the world, the leader of your country, could get married and have a grip of kids. And and nobody, literally no, nobody would know about it. Well, that's the thing, because like no one really knew anything about Kim Jong-un until he became the, like, the president of North Korea, did they? Well, that is true. He was just like, we thought he existed and then he was president. And yeah, like basically during the time when no one really knew anything about him, he got married and had some kids. Because he's the hero that North Korea needs, but not the one it deserves. So yeah, that that's kind of. I I just thought we should like tell our listeners what was going on. There. What Give was going up, on in North Korea? This is our... an update on uh, the situation because you know I didn't want to leave them hanging. We kind of put the story out there. Yeah. We hadn't really reached a conclusion. I think now we can shut the door on that one. Kim Jong Il is married. He's got some kids. It's all cool. That's like it's a that's a quite um, happy ending to that story. Yeah, I guess so. It's nice because like that's a pretty like he's just he's just got a wife and some kids. I'll say she's, she's she's an attractive woman as well. Like, well, yeah, I would say he's doing well for himself, but he is the like the god king of North Korea. So well, yeah, I mean, it's not that surprising. He's married to a reasonably attractive woman. I, I bet you, anytime soon, they'll be saying that like 
he 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 took out his hip bone and carved it into the likeness of a beautiful woman and then used the power of the people's spirit to breathe life into her sounds about right that sounds sounds reasonable fair enough all right yeah i can so, buy yeah, that good work kim jogger that's we, we like that somebody else has been doing some good but quite terrifying work this right. um this week well, actually not this week. I think it happened a couple of weeks ago. It came to my attention this week because it's been trending very high on YouTube. A killer whale has decided that it doesn't want to take people's shit anymore. Finally. Yeah. So SeaWorld, we, we all know about SeaWorld. Yeah. Kind of terrifying, depressing theme park based on the suffering of gigantic marine predators. So Not something I'm cool with at no, all. No, I mean, so I like zoos. I like aquariums because I feel like zoos and aquariums. Aquariums, are... I'm good with. I'm not such a fan. Of, I like safari parks, not such a fan on zoos. Okay, yeah, safari parks. Like, but but it would appear that zoos and aquariums, safari parks, are based quite heavily. Like, like they they take conservation as like their primary role for existing. Yeah, it, it's like we've taken these kind of fairly rare animals, we're kind of breeding them and letting people experience the wonder of nature that they couldn't otherwise do. And it's like it's entertaining and we make a bit of money out of it and we use that money to breed the animals. That's fine. I'm good with that. I'm not so good with places like SeaWorld. Uh, it's like, watch the school whale jump for a hoop. Woo! Yeah, yeah, like genuinely these... Yeah. And it's a it's killer whale. It's basically just a water circus, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a water circus, but one of the stars of most of these shows is an animal called a killer whale. Yeah. The, it's the, called a killer whale. Have you seen any of the, the documentaries made about killer whales? <laughs> They're all fucked up dicks who, like, eat seals and shit, yeah. They don't... But they like, they're amazingly good at being predators they're like terrifying they do stuff where they'll force seals into shallow water so that they can beach themselves grab them and then drown them it's it's yeah. like terrifying they're, they're horrifying and terrifying they yeah. are like probably yeah. the most dangerous animal on earth what yeah like i'm pretty sure that if you put a killer whale and a shark of similar size in an aquatic jail cell i, I think the killer whale would win yeah, to They're, be fair, if I, if, I had, if I was giving a choice of being in a place with a killer whale or a shark, I'd go for the shark. Also, also I would... I would Say again, sorry? It'd be less likely to kill me. Yeah, probably, because it doesn't have... A shark is it, it a shark. Have, it's not cool. It doesn't have the word killer yeah. in its name. Tiger shark. Got what we got? Tiger sharks, reef t- sharks, oceanic white tip sharks. No sharks just killed killer sharks. I wanted to see if, you know, killer whales, everybody really likes them. Everybody likes to watch people swim with them. For some reason, they've got this c- cute and cuddly kind of um, kind of reputation. I wanted to see if you took generally violent words and combined them with the names of other marine animals. It would yeah. make those marine animals attractive. Okay, um, go ahead. So I've written some of these down. I just want to see, would you like to see somebody cavort kind of jovially in the water with, for example, a hitman eel? <laughs> I'd like to see a hitman eel. Would you like to see a man oh. kind of just like, just like, ah, oh, watch these hitman eels jump through a hoop? Hitman doesn't sound, it's not sinister enough. It sounds kind of hilarious. Okay, how about... It's like how they about, might just be slapping you a bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why not? You could just like they like they could do like marine drive-bys, like the assassin eel. Assassin eel, yeah, yeah. That that sounds more dangerous. What about know. what about the kidnapper squid? <laughs> Would you get in the water with a kidnapper squid? I definitely wouldn't let my daughter near a kidnapper squid. <laughs> <laughs> we all know where that's going. It's not going to a good place. So, what about um, what about murder crabs? <laughs> you want to see? You want to see? Yeah, yeah. You want to see some guys at Sea World, guys and girls at Sea World, get in the water with some murder crabs. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd love to see getting get into a tank full of murder crabs. <laughs> just ruffle about with them, you know. Swim with some murder crabs. Lose how my about, flesh. Yeah. How about pedo fish? <laughs> Take your kids to SeaWorld. Watch, uh, watch some strapping young males swim with pedo fish. Some, you know, some kids doing their summer jobs with the yeah. pedo fish. Yeah, this is my personal favourite. This is one that that I'd saved till last. I created in my head an entire broken social structure that would work around this marine animal. Uh, this is a marine animal that I call the crack pimptopus. <laughs> literally the moment you said that i'm picturing an octopus in a fur cap yeah <laughs> outside a cadillac that's amazing like using seven of its eight tentacles to slap like a slutty looking moray the, yeah, like the where's tentacle. my money bitch and the eighth tentacle will be holding a cane yeah <laughs> it's awesome would you go to sea world to see a crack yeah, pimp to yes I, yeah yes i get a sea world to crack pimp to us so i guess but all of these animals seem attractive for different reasons <laughs> yeah killer whales. killer whales no killer whales no crack pimptopus yes yes there we so, go the first errand of mercy t-shirt i thought we agreed that our first t-shirt would say stealing melting hearts and stealing teeth oh yeah 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 maybe on the back it could a say picture a cracked pimptopus a picture of a cracked pimptopus beating up a like a tarted up moray eel. single gold tooth <laughs> a single gold beak it would be yeah. i believe they've got beaks that adds a whole level of horror Ugh. they're just messed up and weird octopuses I don't mind and squid I'm, I'm all right with those koalas no octopuses yes especially pimptopuses Pimped, crack crack pimptopuses <laughs> it's quite difficult to say so this video is yeah, getting back to a matter of <laughs> like, sorry, like I was I was planning before the show and I just kind of went a bit crazy. There's a whole bunch of other ones that aren't really that funny that I've just left out, but I've got about twelve. Yeah, the this whale man. At any point, these things could just mess you up. It essentially just grabs the guy by the foot takes him really deep down into the tank it's in and death rolls him a couple of times. And then it comes back up and he's holding on to it and he's trying to calm it down. And then it just takes him down again and then lets go of him and he's trying to get away from it. And it's like spiralling underneath the water, underneath him, trying to get hold of him again. Um, and it's just like, it's one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Because uh, you're like, I'm, I'm about to watch a guy be eaten by a whale. Yeah, but the, it didn't look like it was trying to like eat him. It just wanted to drown him. Like... <laughs> Like, yeah. genuinely, you watch the video, there's no attempt to kind of, like, eat him. It's just got him by the foot, and it just wants to drown him. Because he's making it jump free fucking hoops. Yes, yeah. it's had enough. It's had enough. Well, so, I might agree with it. Yeah, so I say, let all the killer whales go. Free the whales. Free the whales. Don't kill the whale, don't do it. 
that's a yes song. Well, don't kill the whale and free no. the whale, free or the else whale. the whale will kill you. Yeah, the whale will just straight up kill you. I think the <laughs> like the, the scariest part of the video is right at the end. So he manages to escape from it. And he goes around to the back of the whale and and it's facing like kind of the opposite direction to where he's going. And then it just gradually kind of kind of relentlessly turns around on him. And he's got about half the pool to make and he's swimming for his life. And this whale just kind of like lazily turns like it's got all the time in the world and then powers towards him, like properly chasing him down just, just below the surface of the water. And he makes it into a shallow part of the tank and he's like backing away from it and it's just charging straight towards him. And then it just swims downwards and disappears. Like I could have had you, but that's awesome. But you know, next time get back in the tank. I dare you. I really hope they let it go because I'm kind of worried they're just going to shoot it or they something. They probably have already shot it. It's probably already dead. Fucking hell. Fuck they, you, SeaWorld. They probably gave the crack Pimptopus a bunch of money and he shot it. <laughs> he put a cap in that whale. <laughs> and then, uh, you got to I'm watch kinda... out for those crack Pimptopuses from the inner city parts of the reef. <laughs> Simon, I want to help some kids. I want to help the kids. Yeah. Yeah, help help the kids. Do you think there's any way we could use this show where I could uh, I could find some way to help the kids? Oh, if if only I could think of. Oh wait, no, I know a way. We've got a new feature called Tuesday Surgery. Oh, that's right. Wow, it's almost as if you're prompting me. It's It's almost almost as if you want to break me from my reverie about inner city parts of the reef. Yeah, so I can I can help the kids. That's no, I don't. I'm not. It's not about breaking the reverie. It's like I legitimately want to help the kids. So okay, okay. (laughs) Did so the Guardian tell you that you should help the kids this week? Yeah, it was like it was like the Guardian said, "Are you unemployed? Help the kids, Geraint. You get you, Geraint. Put help down that kids. wine. Pick up. I don't know. <laughs> pick up a pick up a guitar and sing a a calming ballad to some miscreants. Sounds that would about go right. Down well, it would go down well. I bet that they seems love like that. the kind of socially detached middle classness you'd you'd, dis, you'd expect from the Guardian. Pretty much. <laughs> So um, I've only got one story for the Tuesday surgery. Sunday surgery this week was kind of boringly informative. There was a lot of talk of contraception, you know, in general. Simon, you know, one kid, two kids, three kids. I don't care how many it is, as long as I'm helping. You've got to look for the one, G. That's what I learned. I went to church and I learned that you've got to look for the one. You've got to help the one. It's the one Jesus. No, the one is that one person who needs your help. You don't Jesus? have to look to the multitudes. <laughs> right. Jesus doesn't need your help. You've got to use Jesus to help that one person. And that right. one person this week is a young lady who wrote in under the name Very Broody. All right. Um, it's an interesting and, name you've got there, Barry, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, she sent a short message. Okay. Uh, I wrote down her message verbatim, and the message is as follows. I've had sex 15 times. And I feel very broody. I would love to start a family and have a child. I'm 14. Whoa. Oh, you see, yeah, I was going to say, you know, at some point when you reach a point in your life and you feel like, you know, maybe maybe kids would be good, not 14. What what you're feeling there, you're not feeling the urge to start a family. What you're feeling is puberty. Yeah, that's puberty. That's, that's what you found what, there. That, that thing there, that thing there you think is the urge to start a family, that's puberty. It's not the urge to start a family. Maybe it's the urge to have a lot of sex. That's yep. puberty. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely puberty. Also, you're 14. That shit's illegal. 
That's true. Two more years. Two more you years. could you can maybe have you know crazy amounts of sex like I've heard that the kids are having. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, if the Guardian is anything to be believed. <laughs> um, but but you're 14, so already we're on shaky ground here. Yeah, don't be having so much sex at the age of 14. Wait a bit. And yeah, even when like having a lot of sex and a reasonable thing to do, don't be having kids. Yeah, Please. like, jeez, you're a fucking stupid kid, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're you're a stupid kid. You're not old enough. That's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that she wrote in because at least I guess it means someone on the radio told her not to have kids, right? Yeah, yeah. They said, right, they, but they please, they said, don't have kids. No, yeah, yeah. They said, remember, you're gonna have to like. But the way they approached it was really weird because it would appear that on the Sunday surgery they're really afraid of offending anybody. So what they do is they approach everything as if it's a reasonable thing to say. This yeah. is not a reasonable thing that's, to say. That's, no, that's not a reasonable thing to say. Yeah. Um, You're a no, fucking 14-year-old. Stop having sex to begin with. Let's let's nip that right in the bud. Maybe stop having sex till you're at least 16. I'd recommend maybe 25. <laughs> Because to be honest, you've not started strong. Maybe you need about 11 years to cool that shit off. It's take a break. Take a break forever. It's, yeah, it's crazy. But they they approach it as if like, oh yeah, that's that's a reasonable thing to say. But here's another reasonable viewpoint. No, that's a stupid thing to say. Here's a reasonable viewpoint. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I get, like, they're trying to, like, you know, well, we can't say anything to offend her or she might stop listening. You know, you don't want to upset the teens. Like, no, just just tell them straight up. Don't yeah. don't have kids. Please don't have kids. Please. And stop having sex. If if you have to have sex, then you don't. No, no, no gee, but, you're doing it. You're turning into Sunday surgery. We have to deal in black and white here. It's <laughs> illegal. Stop having sex. Like I don't think I don't think there's any way we or anyone else can stop fourteen year old. Oh no, I'm not saying we I'm, can I'm, I'm, stop I'm, it. I'm not I'm, talking about inventing thought crime here. I'm saying that as 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 the man, I think it's important that you say stop having sex. They might still have sex, but don't go like if you if you want to continue having sex. No, it's illegal. Stop having sex. Simple, <laughs> easy. Stop. Fucking, fucking each other. But I mean, you if stupid kids. If you're, I mean, this is how teens work. For if you're shouting at them to not have sex, Simon, they're just going to have a whole lot more sex. Oh, so I'm like, time. so I'm becoming the dad from the Twisted Sister video, am I? Literally, what you are. You are. You are a dad. In You've a, infected me with the man. You're way more of a man. I'm way. I'm clearly much more down with the kids here. This is the problem with this kind of thing. One of the things I don't like about going out into society is because it makes me feel really right wing. Like the only reason I can stay vaguely kind of bohemian. And left wing is if I insulate myself from the real world as much as possible. Yeah, that, that sounds how that sounds how us Guardian readers get by. Yeah, we've got to hide. We've got to hide from it as much as possible. No, let's just uh, let's let's kind of play play soft with these kids. We've got to got to remember that they've got feelings too. No, stop having sex. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, everyone approaches you know being a teenager differently. I'm pretty sure when I was fourteen, all I wanted to do was play video games. When yeah. I was for, when I was fourteen, I like, well, 
the thing is, when I was a teenager, I simultaneously wanted sex but was terrified of it and women, which I think is a reasonable. I don't yeah. know. I think that's a classic teenage boy motif, if you will. But, but the issue is here that like teens these days have so much access to porn, essentially. That you is know, the and, thing. and Rihanna that they can so avoid. much access to porn and Rihanna. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> they're not terrified of women because you know they have sex robots now. They have. Oh, jeez, they do. Yeah. Right. So, but uh, I don't know how to. I don't. I can't deal with that. Like the internet, the the effect the internet has on teenagers. I start. I am actually starting to sound like the fucking Guardian now. You it's lit- really annoying me. What the f- yeah? What's going on here? But, but genuinely, like the thought of having to be the parent of a teenager in twenty twelve. <laughs> can you imagine? Dude, imagine what it's going to be like being the parent of a teenager in 2028 where they're beaming porn onto their eyeballs using <laughs> With lasers. Lasers, yeah. Just Get out of my in. room, Dad. I'm watching laser porn <laughs> yeah. in my contacts. I, I'm just plugging my skin into this porn. And you're like, oh, <laughs> what? No. That's it. What are you squirting onto yourself? What's going on? <laughs> what are all these servos for? i think i might just get myself sterilized now (laughs) i'm worried i will like i will have to basically become like parent hitler because how do you approach that do you do you what do you do do you be absolutely permissive or do you be massively prohibitive it's really like do you say absolutely no? I will not accept any of this under my roof. Or do you say I accept that you will do this, but, but... not under my roof? Well, no, because then you're dri- then you're driving it into like. But then you're that's like saying, hey, maybe try internet dating. No, I, I'm not letting my teen daughter have sex in my house. Well, yeah, obviously, I'm not suggesting you do that. But I'm not even talking about sex here. I'm talking about the absolute access to all information ever, be it good oh, or yeah. bad. Oh, yeah, I mean, I won't be able to stop that. Like, yeah. Clearly. But how do, you, how do you approach it as a father? How would you approach that as a father? Jeez, um, in 2028, we're going to have to watch out for paedophiles plugging their skin into our children. Like, genuinely, we probably will. Like, <laughs> ding dong, who's that at the door? That's uh, that's Terry. He's a 53-year-old man. He's a paedophile. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. He's a paedophile. Don't but worry he's, about it. Yeah, uh, but it's fine because he's an instance five of our house, and so am I. But you're an instance one. So you, you haven't worked out how to work the instance system of our house. Uh, you probably used it a lot in online RPGs, but that's how reality works now, Dad. I know how that works. You don't because you don't have the chip fucking hell i'm gonna i'm just gonna kill myself at about 45 i reckon can we can we get up to episode 100 and then kill ourselves is that yeah, it does get exponentially harder a hundredth episode special will be us killing ourselves 100th episode suicide pact <laughs> yeah but that's only in a hundred weeks that's only like two years yeah we yeah do you reckon that that's the point that's where we're gonna get to by the time we're both about 25 we'll be like well <laughs> Kill ourselves now. That's it. Right, no, I mean we can we, we can we can carry on living until they invent eye lasers. I think at that point we're gonna have to give up on it. The eye laser um <laughs> the, the eye contact laser porn porn system. Once that happens, like once I'm that gonna, happens. Well I'm just gonna be so out of it that 
just no point anymore. So yeah, I'm I'm been basically made into an angry dad by this this Sunday surgery thing. Yeah, stop having sex. You can't have kids. You're 14. I'm not ready to be a dad yet. You're not ready to be a mum yet. You might yeah. think you know a lot. You don't know shit. You don't know shit. You, you just don't I, know shit. I don't know shit and I'm 10 years Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I know you don't know shit. Not because I know loads, because I don't know shit and I'm 10 years older than you. That's what we should have said. That's our advice. That's a way yeah. better bit of advice. Yeah, um, not just me screaming incoherently. Oh, <laughs> uh, like yeah. So yeah, stop, teens, stop having so much sex, and instead dress up like members of a glam street gang. Yeah, and free the whales. Yeah, free I the think- whales. <laughs> oh, how amazing would that be? We've got garbled reports coming in from from SeaWorld. Some kind of <laughs> glam rock street gang being led by David Bowie have freed all of the whales. And then they threw a massive free concert. Oh, I hope that happens. Then we won't have to kill ourselves. If that happens, right, that's yeah. it. That's that that's that's what I'm putting out this yeah. week. The the message this week, if you want to stop us killing ourselves in episode 100, Join a glam street gang and free the whales. Yeah, we're we're holding ourselves to ransom. <laughs> but the the problem with that is, is, if we if we kill ourselves on the internet, it will just get absorbed into the nihilistic void. Fuck. We have to do it some other way. Like we'd have to like do it in a we'd have to do it in a massive kind of social center somewhere. Yeah, like in the middle of um in the middle of the Olympics. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, okay. So so the next time the Olympics happen... Four years to free the whales. Four years. Free the whales in four years, or me and G blow ourselves up at the Olympics. Probably best not to say that. I think that's the sort of thing that you can get you arrested in modern oh, day. shit. Actually, there was that guy on Twitter. Did you hear about him? He, yeah, well, he told... Who said Tom, he was going to blow up an airport because yeah. he was so fed up of waiting Have in I line. He- Did I hear... Dude, that's like a two-year-old news story. No, but he's no, 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 no. That not, yeah, yeah, I know that's a two-year-old news story, but the thing recently was he finally went to court and Stephen Fry turned up to defend him and they were still like, nope, sorry, well, Mr. No, Fry. He, he won on appeal. He's Did he? Now, yeah, he's now a free man. Oh, sweet. Well, that's good news. Yeah, but we'll be all right then. In that case, yeah. we'll get to meet Stephen Fry. In that case... <laughs> I'm still going to say it. Me and Jim will blow ourselves <laughs> oh, up God. at the Olympics in, in eight years. What have I unleashed? <laughs> the police are practically knocking down my door now to arrest me. But what will happen is... You want to blow yourself up unless we free the fucking whales. Great. That's... What will happen is like, they'll listen I to this I didn't say we'd blow ourselves up. I was like... This is always the way it happens though, man. You've been co-opted. Fuck. You've been co-opted into my scheme. Are we part of a terrorist cell now? The only way we can complete this now is to when we upload this show and everyone who listens to it will be part of our terrorist cell. <laughs> our glam rock, teen sex terrorist cell of whale freedom. <laughs> that sounds like the kind of headline that would make Rupert Murdoch cream his pants. I think we need to end the show. They're going to listen to this show as well and they're going to be like two... Uh, two young men one of which who appear to have extreme right-wing views <laughs> oh uh, anarchist simon if you could see me now fucking hell i think he'd be down with the blowing yourself up bit well i don't think he would all right cool <laughs> because you know he, he was a teen anarchist so he wasn't really actually committed to any cause properly he just wanted to rebel against something he wouldn't actually blow himself up 
I think we need to end the show. We need to end the show before I say anything else. Yeah, I think just before you say anything else, we need to end the show. So thank you very much for listening. Um, This has been our errand of mercy on the last day of July of 2012. Episode Um, 10, the the, the episode where everything went down. Everything went down. Everything blew up and everything went down. They'll, they'll, they'll refer to this episode in the days after the Teen Glam Rock Wars. <laughs> this is the spark that started it all. Remember it. Jo- follow it on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. Subscribe to it. Review it. Rate it. Tell a friend. My name has been Geraint Thomas. My name has been Simon Payne. And this was our errand of mercy. It has to start somewhere. It has to start somehow. What better place than here? What better time than now? We didn't start the fire. You, you've just ruined. You've just ruined it. You've just ruined it. You killed it. <laughs> <laughs>
Charlie, I think I'm happy. The first time since my accident. I wish I had all the money we used to spend on dope. Buy me a used car lot. I wouldn't sell any of them. Just drive a different car every day, depending on. Charlie, for God's sake, if you want to know the truth of it, don't have a husband, he don't play the trombone. I need to borrow money to pay this lawyer, Charlie Hay. I'll be eligible for parole. Come Valentine's Day.